This is our Everest. Greetings, culture vultures, and welcome to This Is Our Everest, the podcast that has shaved the word endure in its pubic hair. Has it? It's thought about it. (laughs) Today's episode, Songs of Praise, an episode of the longest-running religious programme of any kind in the world. I haven't read anything about Songs of Praise. There have been over 2,500 episodes of Songs of Praise. Blimey. The first one was in 1961 and came from a church in Cardiff. Oh, right. And this is the first episode of Songs of Praise that I personally have ever watched. I don't know about you. Same here, yeah. So it's obviously, it's um, guardianship of the the nation's spiritual health is obviously standing us all in very good stead. You know, it's for a different audience, isn't it? And that audience presumably still exists. And of course the other thing is that I'm pretty sure... That both ITV and the BBC are still required to show some religious um, programming yeah, per week. I'm sure. I'm sure that 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 is true, and I'm so, sure that the amount that they're obliged to show is pretty much exactly how much that that is they're showing. Indeed, and, and interestingly, the very last thing I wrote in my notes okay. right. was that um, when it got to the end of the episode, it just kept playing, and it auto played. Onto another episode of Songs of Praise. Yeah. From 1982. So five years later. Five years later. And it began almost identically. I watched like the first three or four minutes of it. And I was like, this is just identical to that one from five years early. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is actually... Except it was in Wales, I think. This is something that I was warned about. Um, uh, A mutual friend of ours was describing how... On a Sunday afternoon slash evening during his youth, he would use songs of praise as a not today Satan style test of his metal um, to see how desperate he was to not do his homework. You know, he was going to carry on watching TV until there wasn't anything on. So watching songs of praise every week mm. is is a spectacular, mm. a spectacular affair. So and it just became showed a, how much it, he didn't want to do his homework. Well, yeah. So it became a question of: Is this actually better than nothing? Essentially. Well, yeah. That is yeah. that that is very much yeah. That is very much at stake. He also told me uh, the things to look out for. Um, a lot of them came up on my songs of praise bingo card. Okay. Um, some local history, yeah. Uh, local historian, sea cadets, Boy Scouts, <laughs> yeah. And everyone was white. Of course, all of those, all of those got a hearty tick mm. with yes. bingo dobber. Yeah, um, it was a very curious mix of a program. It, but at the same time, I am absolutely certain that it was the same every week well I, that's my question is if it is still like this now i actually quite like the format of it i think the format's quite nice yeah and i wrote down about halfway or or two-thirds of the way through the program mm. i could actually get into this 
but for the hymns. Yeah. They'd need, better, they'd need better hymns. The problem is that all hymns sound the same. Yeah. All those they ones do. did. Anyway. And nobody knows any of them, because the only fucking one that anybody knows is All Things Bright and Beautiful, and some Christmas carols. I get the feeling, also, that some hymns are designed to be sung to any number of different melodies. Yeah. Which is just, I mean, who knows hymns? Anyway, what we're going to do is, like, this is the worst episode of Desert Island Discs of all time. I think what we'll do is we'll just go through the hymns one by one and uh, touch on any of our observations uh, along the way. Because, of course, each hymn is chosen by a member of the congregation. That's the very much the vibe of the show. Mm. So you get a lot of sort of local colour and um, interests represented. Yeah. By the hymns, which, as you've already pointed out, all sound the same. <laughs> um, you know, if you're a hymn expert, then I dare yeah. say you know fully well the, the differences between them all. They all, oh, they all sure, sounded yeah. the same to me. Yeah. The first hymn was All My Hope on God is Founded. Oh, good luck with that. was the processional hymn not a lot mm. happened the thing is that. the thing is i should make clear here that i am strictly agnostic i am not an atheist um i simply don't know and that's the only honest answer that i can give and good luck to people who've got the faith either way and i wish that i had it but if it comes down to faith, and that is the only important thing, then I just don't think it's really there in me. Um, yeah. I choose to direct, you know, that sort of attention elsewhere to other people. You know, people directly yeah, in I've, front of me. You know, I, I think um, that that is very much broadly speaking my uh, my view. I mean, I have been described uh, by people in the past as an atheist, but I blanch from that because mm. it presupposes a certainty and level of faith and belief that I simply do not have. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. Exactly that. Atheism um, is is the the great the great new religion, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean it's been said that you know if God didn't exist, it would have been necessary to invent him, um, because there does seem to be something base in human beings to need something to pray to you know yeah well they need it they need uh, a higher power because it it uh ties everything together into a nice neat little yeah. bow yeah. it's it's a self-referencing reality tunnel is yeah. what alan moore called it and i think that's a very nice mm. term yeah i mean I just find it such a this. I find this such a strange way to go about celebrating him. <laughs> you yeah, know, the big they, lad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do they enjoy this? Does does he or she well, enjoy this? Yeah. Does Jesus enjoy it? I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. know. 
How do? How are we so sure that that they actually want six hundred sweaty old people and two hundred choir boys crammed into a damp church on a cold Sunday morning, singing songs that all sound the same? I don't think that it was that cold. By the judging by some of the choir boys fanning themselves with their service papers, yeah, I think it was probably a summer recording. Oh yeah, well, you know what? You know what I mean. If I was Jesus and I was looking down on the earth and surveying it all, you know, yeah, I'd look at them and think, oh, God, do you know what? I'm tempted to make a second coming just to tell them to shut the hell up. There's nothing joyous about it. It's, uh, it's almost uh, yeah. kind of, you know, I would say it's kind of closer to mournful. Yeah, there's a certain mechanical nature to it, isn't there? Yeah, and I don't really follow, you know, what people get out of it. And I've been to church, you know, I was a Boy Scout, so we used to have to go once a month, I think. Wow. Um, I did that for, you know, however many years it was, four, five, six years probably. I think we used to go with the Cubs as well. That's some hot bullshit. So, um, but... I, you know, I would sit there and listen intently, you know, trying to make some sort of actual sense of it, you know, and uh, it's, I mean, even if I was like eight or nine years old, I could still pick the holes in it, you know, <laughs> I mean, you can start with what about dinosaurs and work forward from there. I could have asked that question when I was five. Well, they hadn't found any... When they wrote the Bible, they hadn't found any dinosaurs. Well, I know so that. So what, but there, if it's the, there had if, to be a paradigm shift, didn't but there? But if the Bible is the word of God... I mean, God must have created yeah. dinosaurs. Or was that somebody else? Um, Not taking responsibility yeah. for that, is it? Well, I don't know. I mean, I mean, look, I don't, I, I don't know. That's the thing, you know. I don't know. And so powerful is the influence of people who are certain that they do, that I feel a bit bad saying that. You know, it creeps me out a bit when I joke about God. Do you know what I mean? Well, you never know when you might get smoked. Yeah, that's it. I don't want to be smitten. I'm a good person. I try to do the right thing. Well, that's probably, mis- that's probably what's saving you. Yeah, up, I've, made up to some, this point. I've made some mistakes, but, you know, I'm only human, and you did create me. <laughs> So, yeah. yeah, I'm kind of pointing at the sky and kind of looking, you know, wondering whether I'm pushing it too far. Well, we'll soon find out. The The first hymn that's been chosen by one of the congregation is The Old Rugged Cross. This has been chosen by Ivan Morgan, who works at Boston Market. Yes. Uh, he chose the hymn because it was played at Poggy's funeral. Poggy was obviously a um, friend of his who used to work setting up the Boston Market. Oh, right, OK. OK, yeah, I suppose so, yeah. Not really an awful lot else to say about no, Poggy. I mean, there's not much <laughs> That's the only to information say. I've got. There's not much to say about most of the first half of it, really, to be honest. No. You've got some old dear wittering on about the Pilgrim Fathers. 
Uh, you've got um, yeah. Mark. She chooses who... the hymn "Blessed Are the Pure in Heart." Yeah, well, you know, maybe, maybe they are. Who knows? You've got the local um, religious group Pilgrims. Yeah, yeah, Blond they Afro are very. And, uh, they, they're all in on Pilgrims, aren't they, in Boston? Yeah, I know. And all the thing in about on it, I'm very suspicious of anybody who celebrates Pilgrims for two reasons. Um, one. The whole idea of the pilgrims, for me, seems to be that it's all the most rabidly pious and unreasonable people in the in the country. All went right. Well, fuck you all then. I'm off. We're going to go and start a new country. Hmm. But I think that the thing that really gets me about Boston's pilgrims is what kind of a fucking place to start a sea voyage to America is that. Well, I, you know, they didn't know any better, I guess. But well, um, clearly, clearly not. Yeah, but I mean, it is a particularly treacherous journey, isn't it, across the well, North just, Atlantic? Well, just yeah, just just go just go across land to Plymouth at least. Well, yeah, another another town which is absolutely festooned with pilgrims. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they lo- they love a they love a pilgrim. There were two choristers who were both called Peter Fox, but they were no relation to each other. Yeah, I bet they were. <laughs> uh, one of them uh, was talking about their fear that perhaps the congregation of the church get mm. a little bit more out of the service than yeah. he does because obviously he's concentrating on the music. Yeah, and and I would argue there, pig's ass, mate, absolute yeah. fucking rot. You chose to do it. Yeah, stick yeah. it up your ass. Honestly, the, mm. that that is a. a fair indication as to what people who go to church and participate beyond what is necessary are like that kind of fucking self-aggrandise honestly if you want to meet christian people don't for god's sake go anywhere near a church what's your dad do for a living (laughs) look i does he do i have what does he do i've got a certain interest here my dad was a vicar for many years uh, and obviously you know he still is uh, even in retirement but yes okay there is an aspect here but what I will say is one of the reasons that I've never watched Songs of Praise is because if my dad ever heard the music to Songs of Praise he would stalk around trying to smash wherever it was coming from yeah that's fair enough I mean the the thing is the this program, I get it when they're just doing hymns and talking and that. Yeah, all right, I follow. Okay, yeah. but then what you've got is fucking Simon and Barfunkel <laughs> playing their fucking acoustic guitars. Yeah, and, and yeah, and I'm and I'm like, hang on a minute, are they trying to appeal to young people? Because this is 1977, it's quite a long time ago, you know. Yeah. It's not like they can just drop well, I mean, in some hip-hop or something. Big big recruitment drive, really, isn't it? It's like, it was yeah. like punk, punk rock or the Church of England. And so, you know, you've got these, you've got these two. Then you've got a, another hymn. 
during which it became apparent to me that all the young boys in the choirs seemed to have seated next to the oldest looking men, which to me seems like a bad idea in the 1970s. Lecturer Mike Haynes is a server. He's also scout leader of the St. Botolph troop. Right, Troop Sanderties then. I've been in scouting ever since I was eight when I joined as a cub. Uh, my father was a scout and so we've always had this family interest. The whole business of scouting is to provide an opportunity for a lad to develop himself physically in the outdoor activities, um, mentally in the type of work that he, we do insofar that they've got to be leaders, some of them. Um, they've got to show the other lads how to do it and also spiritually insofar that we try and make a scouts to become a complete citizen in other words um, someone who can grow up to be more self-sufficient and who can render good service to others what i will say about mike haynes is but he does choose the best hymn of the program he does mine eyes have seen the glory john, yes, john brown's uh, battle hymn of the republic yeah. glory glory tottenham Hotspur. Yeah, so good good luck to him on that. Uh, good luck to you with the incoming libel case from him. I haven't said... Honestly... <laughs> unless, you, unless you make that segue much, much clearer. I <laughs> specifically said that I, there was no bearing... No, on, absolutely not. It no, just so happened that you were talking about... I let's, don't... Let's not, I'm not going to keep digging. I think um, that I mean I think that actually it's a kind of it's a bit of a lazy trope, isn't it? It is. It's a bit of a we're we're above that sort of thing. Well, actually, apparently not. No, apparently not. <laughs> my favorite my favorite part of the program was next, uh, and it featured Carmela Riddle. Mrs. Carmela Riddle, a Roman Catholic, has encouraged Boston to make a rather unusual pledge. Can you tell me what it is? Yes. Um... We have decided to adopt Jashatra uh, in the Tangai district of Bangladesh and we're going to help them and we're going to keep on helping them until they've built up a new life. How does Boston help in this project? We started by asking our bank manager if he would take care of us and the money and send it out. Um, and then, of course, we involved the churches uh, and we have involved all the schools the tiny little children do all sorts of things like sponsored jobs and sponsored fishes fishing and various things the secondary schools all help us um, we've got business people involved we've got a farmer on the committee um, ordinary people we've got Carmela Riddle is obviously going through the menopause mm -hmm. and has lost her fucking mind a little bit and after her children flew the nest 
um, has focused on Bangladesh, which at the time was suffering from all kinds of famines and floods and all yeah. sorts. Yeah. She's pulled the fast one here because, Go as on. she says, what she did first was she went to the bank manager to make sure she could get the money, right? So the money's gone. The money's there. It's you know They've done the sponsorship. And then she's gone to the churches and the schools and everybody else and said, well, you know, money's gone now, hasn't it? So what are you going to do? There's an implied threat with Carmela Riddle. I would I say that she... that would be fairly standard practice for a charity. What? Would do it you... not? To well, go you... to people and ask them for money? Well, yeah, but the first person she went to is a bank manager who can yeah, provide all the money. Well, no, no, there's no, yeah, there's nothing wrong with it, but then she's sort of, um, but they've got cajoled, yeah. shall we say, cajoled yeah. everyone else whether they want to adopt a place in Bangladesh. Yeah, whatever, you know. I mean, somebody's signed a fucking, you know, contract on that. Probably her. Clearly. She's probably loaded it on her own head. Well, I hope you know, so. For all for all we know, it was secured against her house or something. The best bit about it, yeah, she might now be a saint. And I've impugned yeah. her by so, saying I, I mean, she's I a menopausal that. mafioso titwitch. Yeah, I watched that, and I didn't think too much of that moment. Actually. Yeah, uh, well. but um, I thought I thought broadly, good luck to her. You know? I enjoyed I enjoyed the fact that uh, during 1976, the Bangladeshis wrote back during yeah. the the Great British uh, heatwave, saying, yes. "Oh, we wish that we could help you." Well, obviously, the the other part of the letter said, "But we're still absolutely crippled." Yeah, by yeah, famine yeah. and plague and um, no, I don't. I don't think unrest. Bad. No, uh, but I th- I, yeah, I mean there were problems in Bangladesh in the nineteen seventies. I think. Luckily, but, um, Carmela Riddle solved them all. So, well, I don't well know. Done. I think I, I hope she did more good than bad. There you go. Yeah, I'm going to be. I'm being magnanimous. Yeah, tonight. she chose the hymn. In Christ there is no east or west, which is a strange sentiment. Well, the thing about that is that there is. Yeah, there is. (laughs) Of course Christ has got an east side and a west side. It changes according to which way he's facing. Why why would there be crossbar on the crucifix if there's no east or west? It would surely just go straight up like a snooker cue. Are you saying that not only do the laws of physics not apply to Jesus, but the laws of mathematics don't as well? Yeah. It's a stupid Because, you know, 120 degrees west... What do you mean, West? Well, no, <laughs> in, sorry, mate. Doesn't Christ, apply. It doesn't Christ, apply mate. to me. I don't know why he wouldn't want to, you know, be able to use a compass. But I mean, you know, West the is worst, on a compass. The worst bit. Can't say it doesn't apply to me. The worst bit of the thing follows up, um, and I think one of the reasons it was the worst bit is because when I was discussing what to expect in Songs of Praise uh, the other day I was told there was probably going to be a sermon, I was like right get my teeth into some good old fashioned sermon, love a bit of sermon Mm. no sermon we got something in lieu instead it was the story of St Francis and St Clair, dramatised by some um, youths both come from rich families 
They seem to have everything they want, except... What must I do with my life? It's all wasted away. Wealth, wine, everything I want. And yet, I don't have what I really need. What must you do with your life? Just carry on. Enjoy your wealth, wine, expensive clothes. What more could any young man want or need? What must I do with my life? Must I spend it, at ease as my family do, with all that food and idle, silly chatter? What must you do with your life? Do the things your family do. Eat all that food and take life easily. Waste your time and energy. Who cares? Away with you. That's all too easy. We know that there must be better things to do. Do goodness. They're all the same. Who are these people with candles and cross? Are they searching for something to do? That's the cross of Jesus. The candles must be his light, shining in the darkness of the world. Let's follow them. Yeah. Some adolescents. Well, fortunately, it didn't go on for very long. It and didn't I go was, on for very long. Was... And there was the edifying sight of somebody dressed up as the devil. Yes. I mean, yes. If, if the devil was to put in a high-profile cameo anywhere, why on earth would it choose a church to do it? Well, I was rather thinking, how was that kid feeling dressed as a de- the devil in the church? Because what if God is just glancing by and sees that? He's going he's gonna to get zapped. <laughs> I think the, 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 uh, the kid who was playing the devil was having a rare old time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were I mean, definitely it... the most convincing performer. I thought yeah. that uh, St. Francis and St. Clair were very lacking in energy. Yeah, I mean, I should point out um, that this is kind of taking place in the aisle. Oh, yeah, know, absolutely. At the bottom, yeah, yeah. And at the bottom of it as well. It was a very, very odd positioning. And it's the story of St. Francis and the devil. And he's just saying, well, I'll tell you what, why don't you just take it easy? You know? Yeah. It was was like, su- why is that such a bad thing? <laughs> okay, I've worked it really hard today. I deserve piece. an evening off. Where do they draw the line on this? It was such a perfunctory piece of storytelling as well, wasn't it? It was like, yeah. God, I don't know, I don't know, I'll fancy a rest. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. You should definitely have a rest, says the devil. And then, no, you shouldn't have a rest. And then, yeah. who walks past but Christians? And they go, ah, oh, well, we'll follow them. Yeah, well, That was, that was convenient, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> just, it's just a job that they know. were walking past right after the devil had been there. Ah, yeah, but, you know, you'd argue that that was the, you know... A higher power was at work there. Yeah, you see, there, there, there is why people are religious. It, everything makes sense. Then. Yeah. Whereas, the alternative is to view that as just three people with raging, developing libidos and sexualities wearing tights in church. Um, quite possibly. The thing is, yeah. On top of the things with the acoustic guitars. I think this might be a really, really ham-fisted attempt to get down with the kids. Yeah, it, a bit like the uh, the episode of Community with drugs. <laughs> yeah, 
I think the thing that will stay with me from Songs of Praise came immediately after that, and there was also the hymn, The Royal Banners Forward Go, which we'll gloss over because it sounded like all the other hymns. The Proustian rush, the free song of excitement and relief that I got when I heard the familiar words of the old Church of England final blessing which basic all which right. basically is the priest saying all right you've done your time there is no more church you can leave it's, it's home exactly time. and and what are those words what does he say then and the blessing of god father son and holy spirit be upon you tonight and evermore Amen. was the reverend canon trevor collins all right well done trev he drop in that final blessing and i'll i'll drop i'll yep. drop it into the podcast so that everybody who's ever you know had to go to church because you know their dad worked there okay yeah <laughs> i mean i i, I might I, I might have just missed it i don't know you know i might get a, the same proof as you much if i'm paying attention yeah the thing that will stay with me yeah was the very very severe closing title music well, I, I mean, I enjoyed the opening title music as well. Because yeah, I think it was the same. Sort of, I think it was the yeah, same. Yeah, well, that very oppressive just... sort of organ thing. Yeah, yeah, whoever was playing that was really thumping it. <laughs> you know, yeah, well, they was, if, they, if that, God isn't actually, if God isn't actually in the smiting business, then that person was smiting people with his song, organ. Yeah, Song Surprise, I think, has acquired itself theme tunes down the years, uh, but the, the, I think there have been a bit more ad hoc with just you know, let's oh, get okay. some hardcore organ music going because if there's one thing that says church, it's uh, a bit of the old, bit of the old organ. Yeah. Uh, what was your favourite yeah. thing? My favourite thing was probably the world's worst superhero <laughs> and their sidekick. Oh god! The two people, the, the two kids that were fighting. Well, they had a fight on their hands because Satan yeah, fighting yeah. the devil himself. They didn't. They didn't really do very much for such a significant victory. You know, you've seen off the devil. Mm. How did you do it? Uh, by just kind of like you know, not really quite knowing what to do, and then walking off with someone else. Yeah, I oh. told. I thought you were supposed to have a violin battle. <laughs> told him to check on, mate. Yeah, I thought you. Oh, I thought you, you were supposed to play him at whatever thing you wanted to, and if you could beat him, he'd let you go. I didn't realise if you just turned around and walked off, he'd be left standing there going, "Well, oh, I, never mind. I'll move on to someone else." So, I mean, overall. How did you find your um, baptism in the in the world of songs of praise? I quite enjoyed it, and really, well, fucking tedious. It is tedious, but I think the thing that makes it tedious is the hymns and the church aspects. The actual format of it fascinates me because what you've got there is a congregation of two hundred or so people. And that's every single one of them is like a strand. Their life is a strand. And they've all intersected at that point. And then they've started to pick some people out and get them to choose the hymns. Fantastic. 
The o- the only problem there is the hymns. Yeah, I mean, one thing I did notice, they did cram a lot of hymns in. There were a lot of hymns. Considering it was a half-hour show. Yeah. I think there were probably seven. Uh, four, Something five, like six, seven. Six. Um, seven, yeah. Eight, nine. Oh. 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 Is number still going yeah, yeah. up? Any advance on nine? Nine. nine. That's nine in a half-hour program, and I got to find out all about Boston Stump. Yeah, and built in fourteen thirty. Yep, and I got to see a stupid little play, and mm. I got um, to see him meet this scout leader dude, and I got to hear you know glory glory Tottenham Hotspur. Yep. That's always right. good. Uh, and I got to see Simon and Barfunkel, <laughs> and I got this woman. Wittering on about Pilgrim, so I just look, you know, learn all this. Um, all right, okay, you know, it's dense, I'll say that much. They don't waste a minute, yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna say that I enjoyed any of it because that would be a lie, but what I can say is that if I did enjoy it, I would be frothing at yeah. the uh, at the amount that they managed to cram into half an hour. Yeah, that that is impressive. Whether you like it or not, I, I wrote down that everybody there seemed to have had a nice time, and it it yeah. looked like quite a nice thing to do, and I, somewhere that I might like to go, as long as I'm not expected to participate in any way. Yeah, well, and and the other thing is, you know, you have that nice time, then you go back and watch the TV show. Yeah, see if you pretty spot sweet. Yourself. Yeah, pretty sweet. Standing next to Mrs. Brady, old lady, and um, 300 Boy Scouts. Yeah, and I and I bet, I bet they repeated it during the week as well. That's exactly the sort of thing that BBC Two would repeat. Oh, I think they used to repeat on BBC One. That was, I, I was looking up um, what was on BBC One the day that I was born to see whether or not oh, I right. could find any little nuggets and actually most most of the schedule was just taken up with a repeat of that Sunday's Songs of Praise no, well, there you so go. there you go we're done I've got nothing more to say about a 43 year old episode of Songs of Praise apart from what the fuck am I doing with my life but you know we'll be back again at the same time tomorrow yeah with House Party uh, and uh, with House Party and what a House Party that's going to be. It is going to be more fun yeah. than any house party you've ever been to. Yeah. It's going to be like Animal House Party. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Thanks very much for listening. Bye bye.
You're gonna have to allow me a minute. I've got to get rid of a spider. <laughs> Fair enough. Teach that spider to fucking spider. Yeah. Well, it's alive. I didn't kill it. Yeah. It was a pint glass and my notebook. Oh, well, you should have brought you should have brought it in, and it could have been a special guest. Wouldn't have said much, would it? Probably not. You never know. Well, yeah.